0: Welcome to My Gay Playlist and stories from outside the closet. My name is Liv Lombardi and I am your host. This is a podcast about coming out and the music that inspires our journeys. To me, coming out is an act of honesty. and something that we do every day when we decide to live our lives as authentically as possible. I think you can be on any part of the LGBTQ spectrum and come out. You could be straight and come out. As long as at some point in your life you decide you want to live authentically and that goes against the grain. Where are my dreamers at? Where are my freaks and geeks and weirdos and losers and nerds? If you were ever told you don't have a place here, I'm saying this table is set for you. So take a seat and tell me about it. And we'll start with this. What are your stories and what are your songs? If you want to follow along and listen to each guest's particular gay playlist as you stream our episodes, head over to mygayplaylist.com. There you'll find each episode's corresponding song list. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to My Gay Playlist. My name is Liv Lombardi. I am your host as usual and we're here for another week, another episode, another awesome human being to chat with about their coming out story, whatever that means to them, and the music that inspires it. This week I am super excited to have on Dara Carter who is a singer-songwriter based out of Atlanta. When I asked Dara what what words she would use to describe her work and what she, uh, how she wants to move through the world as a maker. She said, I am an expansive visionary who merges intuition with art that inspires you to transcend the bounds of personal and societal limitations and live from your own internal compass. That's the best.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it took a while to put that together. But yes, that is what I am. That's what I do.
0: I, I would love to hear uh, I would love to hear a little more about about what that means to you and what that where the, those words how how you found them, and and why there are some that you live by essentially.
1: Yes, to so to find and create that sentence I actually did a extensive like um, brand process and where I defined what my archetypes are. Um, what means the most to me. And I realized like in everything I do, you know, beyond just music and art, um, I'm always trying to be better and expand myself. And I use my intuition to do those things, to create and to make myself bigger. And um, in doing that, I realized I want to give other people the, the empowerment or, you know, permission to do that themselves. So yeah, that's just really what my life has been and is about, it's just expansion. So yeah, that's
0: where that came from. I love that. Yeah. Expansion. That's something that that's essentially what, what I'm getting at. What I want, what I want for people is not just, it's, it's, it's an interesting, like double-sided coin, right? Because the more authentic we choose to be in our lives, there's like a going in and a shedding. And I think when you shed those skins that no longer serve you or whatever, you grow. And you grow and you grow and you grow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you just said really spoke to that, that belief in me. So I dig that totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like, I agree with the layers thing. And one thing I'm realizing with shedding layers is expansion doesn't necessarily mean adding more to yourself. In fact, for me, the more simple I become in knowing who I am, that I feel more expansive, the more simple it becomes, and more I understand, like simply my what makes me at the core. There, from that place, I can then reach out and become more expansive. Earlier in my life, I I used to think, you know, being more expansive means getting more things and bringing more more things to myself. But I realize it's more of a stripping away, like you said.
0: Totally. Yeah. You know, I was I was like. Waiting for you to say simple or simplify because yeah. that's what it is. I when I the first tattoo I ever got, um, little sidebar. I it was a flower, of course. Um, but I put the word simplify, simplify under it because there's a quote from, and I have it up on my wall actually from Thoreau. I think it's from Walden. He mm-hmm. says our lives are frittered away by details. Simplify, simplify. Yeah. And I remember reading that as a teenager, thinking like, oh, that's yeah, that's what it is. That's what we need and to have like exclamation points after simplify it was like a an imperative like you must simplify
1: it's important it's key i mean yeah. <laughs> at the at the simplest level we're human beings like we everything we accumulate is extra like we are simple we're not and simple doesn't quite always mean um, easy like there can be a lot
0: oh for sure
1: Flexity, but it's simple. It's, it's, it's such an interesting, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> the, the dichotomy of the human experience essentially right. as I think we're <laughs> right? Um, hell yeah. I'm well, I'm so excited to have you on and to talk about your playlist as I've been recording more episodes and t- chatting with more people. It's really quite beautiful to learn about their particular stories from just from talking about why someone chooses to put a song on a playlist that I've you know, deemed is about coming out and whatever that means to you. Um, so I I would like to start by just getting right into it. Um, okay. and, bef- and before I do, you can let me know if this is accurate or not. I sort of do like a theme thread uh, hypothesis before I start to talking with the specific person whose playlist it is, to see if maybe like I hit the nail on the head or not. Maybe I'm totally off base. But listening to these songs we have uh, just to name a few. Let Go by Fru-Fru. We have a couple of your original tunes, which were which are awesome. Um, there's a couple like older. I'm gonna say older to me because I'm I was born in 1990. Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder. We have Prince, Michael Jackson on there. Tina Turner. Love those. And then some like throwbacks of the early 2000s, like Daniel Benningfield and P.O.D., which Mm -hmm. made my heart sing. So all of that is to say, listening through these songs, reading the lyrics, getting a feel for it, I'm thinking, okay, Dar Carter is someone who there's a lot of like energy behind your love and how you love and how you want to express it with the world. And then there's this like other part of it that I couldn't quite put my finger on that I was thinking like, maybe she's a Gemini because I feel like when I meet Geminis, I can never quite put my finger on that. Are you a Gemini?
1: Yes, I am. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, I'm completely a Gemini. That's really funny. Wait,
0: are you a triple Gemini? No,
1: no, 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 not across the board. So I'm Gemini Aquarius Aquarius.
0: Oh word.
1: I'm definitely a true Gemini in this sense. I embody a lot of those characteristics.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay, cool. I'm an Aquarius moon and cusp sun sign is Aquarius, so that's that's rad. There was also something in in these songs and the power of them that spoke to a persistence um, like a resolution to to always be moving forward, always be moving forward, and I think like within that there's like a call for faith, like the human spirit, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit like of a like you're a romantic, but like in a realistic way. Those were the themes that I got.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Minor, minorly accurate.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Word. Okay. Cool. It's,
1: it's crazy. You're like Jim and I. Absolutely. In fact, my first album was called The Jim and I.
0: Hey there, just a reminder. If you're listening and want to hear the songs that Dara picked for her playlist as we're chatting about them on the show, head over to mygayplaylist.com. On the playlist tab, you'll be able to find every episode's corresponding song list. So, yeah, let's let's jump into it. You you sent me your playlist and said like track order doesn't necessarily matter, but I'm just gonna go through. The first song that you put on there, so I'm assuming it's one of the first songs you picked for it, was is Let Go by Fru Fru. Love this song. Oh man. <laughs> There's so much to it. And the words, I mean, the words within themselves, like the first question that she asks is like, are you in or are you out? Mm-hmm. Leave your things behind because it's going off without you. Like, just that sets this, but the sonically, like, it's like this dreamy sort of soundscape that's like, every time I've listened to it felt like I'm being, it's washing over me and washing over me and washing over yeah. me. Um, so yeah, what's what's with this song on here? Tell me about it.
1: So I was introduced to this song um, twice before it really hit me. Um, and the time where it hit me, I was in a point in my life where I was transitioning from feeling still like the little girl who grew up with my parents from in that kind of mindset, you know, that, that I had in that household, into being my own. Um, young woman. And like, I was already an an adult at this time, but you know, there's like a switch at some point where you start realizing like, okay, I can create my own belief systems. I can, you know, be my own person aside from how I grew up. And it just, it was a very like carefree time of life. But at the same time, there was some, like I had a, a big fear of if I don't, if I'm not moving forward, then, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm stagnant. That's not a good thing. And like the song was just, it's like she was speaking right to me. I really love, like, like you said, she starts with um, drink up, baby doll, are you in or are you out? Leave your things behind. Cause it's all going off without you. Um, excuse me to bu- uh too busy, your, life, your tragedies. Oh man that line, you're writing your tragedy, these mishaps you bubble wrap when you have, when you have no idea what you're like. And so it was just that part alone was like, you're writing your tragedies. I I remember having a friend who said um, to me, Dara, I feel like you think that in order to succeed, you have to struggle and you have Mm -hmm. to go through things. And yeah, I I didn't realize for the longest that was a subconscious belief of mine. And um, so I put myself in a lot of Positions where I did struggle, but I, it's like I created that situation subconsciously because I thought that, um, I needed to struggle to get where I needed, wanted to go. Right.
0: There's an episode that I did with a songwriter from Milwaukee, Eliza uh, Hansen, And we talked about that same thing because she quoted a song from her favorite songwriter. And the lyric was, I think sometimes we're in love with it. We're in love with our sadness sometime or something like that. And we talked about that. Like, I think there is a belief, especially as a creative, that we need to struggle in order to really feel or to really know what, where to, I don't know what it is. Create to, to have the merit to say like, this is what I've been through and this is maybe like why you should listen or why you should care. I don't, I'm not sure what that is.
1: Right. To have a story like, and, and I'm around a lot of um very talented artists and at that point, I felt like, or I wouldn't say at that particular point, but a lot of in my earlier, you know, self and career, I was very much, I very much felt like I didn't have much to say because I came from a um, privileged family. Like I, you know, I don't have much to complain about. And, you know, I was, I had people around me who had completely opposite situations. They had a lot to say, like there was a lot of pain and raw energy when they created It, it, it you know, comparing myself to them, it made me feel like, you know, I guess I need to struggle to actually have something to say. Like I'm not
0: worthy maybe.
1: Yeah. And that's where I feel like that's the root of it. Also, I, um, I love the song because it's called let go. And that's what she's talking about. Letting go. And that's been something in my life that has been a big challenge for me. Even now, I feel like I am cracking myself open and and really learning how to fully let go but that's something in my life that has been a struggle just knowing how to let loose i was always the person like be scared to go to parties i don't want to dance you know like and which is crazy because i know i i there's this part of me that's an artist and i you know i create and i i perform but then this other side is very shy and like reserved and growing up um i was taught to be ladylike you know Wore gowns, like don't sit certain ways. You can't be wild with your body. So that was ingrained in me. Deep
0: and, in there, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. So this song also it gave me permission, you know, to to let go. And like I like I said, it's it's not like I listened to it and suddenly was like, ah, oh, I could just break free. Like it's it's still something I'm working on, but that's one of the songs I go back to when I know I want to feel like I have that permission to let go.
0: It makes me it makes me wonder because just in that in your answer to that initial question you talked a lot about growing up. What was growing up for you? You're from like a suburb of of Atlanta, right?
1: Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, I live like 15 minutes south of the airport. I grew up. But yeah, my parents they're pretty well off. They're doctors. Um, I grew up in a nice neighborhood, very sheltered. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. Um, other People I know were allowed to do and really go to parties and things like that. In fact, I was most of the time working on music or doing other extracurricular activities, clubs, that kind of thing. My parents made sure my siblings and I stayed busy. And so, yeah, it was a very also a very fun childhood. I have two sisters. I love dearly and a brother. I love dearly. And we're all very close. And so, yeah, I I grew up in a bit of a bubble, like a very happy, fantastical bubble. You know, so since then, I've learned a lot of it. I've definitely had to change a lot of my belief systems and really seeing what the world is like, you know, without that protection uh, and sheltered sort of um, environment. Right. Yeah, it was a beautiful childhood. I had a really, really great childhood. I can't complain.
0: I remember reading on your bio that like you started playing classical piano at like age three and you're an amazing vocalist as well. Was that always sort of? Uh, I'm curious if, if you would say part of your coming out story is the coming out was deciding because the music you're making now is not classical. Right. Was that part of, is that part of your journey? Like being raised in, from what I know of the classical world, like very strict rules and rigidity of how you sit, how you play, how you present yourself and and what you're doing now doesn't seem to be like that much at all. I mean, the next song on your playlist is one of yours. It's called Hello Freedom, which we will talk about here in a second. So I'm just curious, like how that what that's what story is there in yeah. all of that?
1: Yeah. So I have a wild soul, like as a child, <laughs> I was <laughs> I mean, a Gemini child. Like I was always just moving around, like making funny noises, being goofy, like, And um, in a lot of spaces that didn't really work. I was doing a lot of performances at banquets and things like that. So, you know, my parents with, you know, trying to do the best they can and raising me kind of molded me through my music in a very like rigid way. So, and it wasn't just my parents. It was definitely being classically trained for several years and, that kind of thing when I would perform it was very much smile you know make sure you're poised and that kind of regal right I mean that I would be coached by my dad like smile at this part of the song and you know like oh wow you know very very structured like and it's funny how that like it 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 reflects itself not only my music but life very much I have taken on my well I'll say my mind has taken on that like structured do it this way type of attitude towards myself so I'm very hard on me mm. um I feel like a lot of that be- is because of that kind of training like that class- classical training I know when I switched over to jazz instruction it was very challenging at first because I went from play what's on the sheet music perfectly to improvise right what What do I do? I don't know. Like, I understand music, but uh, to then know the rules and break them and be free around them was something that didn't quite make sense to me. Right. And so taking that into life, that's something that I, that structure type of mindset, something that I fought against within myself for since I was a child. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that way anymore. Like, I want to feel wild like I was when when I was a kid before, you know, all of that um, training to be like poised and everything. So I purposefully make music that, well, I, I won't even say I purposefully, the music that comes through me comes from that wild place. I can't even help it. So um, yeah, that I feel like what you're hearing when you hear my music is oftentimes my, my spirit saying where I want to be, or um, how do I explain? You're hearing that part of me.
0: It's like the primal, unaffected, yes, sort of real, yeah, real you. It's It's okay. the heart, it's like the heart-mind, not the mind-mind. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's take a second here and listen to your track, Hello Freedom. It's a title track from your 2019 LP. So we'll hear that right now, and then we'll chat about it.
2: Trying to figure me out Sorry if it's been strange Mm -hmm. Baby, I'm having these crazy doubts Maybe I'm not the kind of girl Who's ready to settle down Maybe I'm caught up in your world It scares me I'm making my way
0: All right, we're back. This is my gay playlist. I'm Liv Lombardi. My guest today is Dara Carter. She is a singer-songwriter and wonderfully wild heart, I will say, from what I've learned so far. You just heard some of her track Hello Freedom from her 2019 LP. Love this song. The word freedom, I, I mean, really speaks to me. The idea of freedom is always circling somewhere in the, you know, the, the caverns of my brain. Yes. And I love, I love this, this sort of call and response in the chorus, hello, freedom, where have you been all my life? And the second line, I couldn't make up the lyrics because I was listening, trying to write them down. Can you like, just say the, the chorus words for me?
1: Yeah. So it's hello, freedom. Where have you been all my life? Hello, freedom. Maybe I'm going to find myself this time.
0: Nice. Yes. <laughs> like a thousand times. Yes to that. What what was this song for you? What what is it? What is it speaking to? Is it like a particular instance that you wrote about or is it just sort of this this feeling of of wanting to shed the skin and find more of yourself and I think freedom comes in in many presentations when that is part of your journey.
1: Yeah. So one thing I like about songs and songwriting is you can talk about a very specific thing and also be talking about a very general thing at the same time and that's what one thing that's what this song was doing. So yeah, in general, it was reflecting that yearning at the time to be free. Like, you know, that's that's the theme across my music. But at, this song specifically came about because of a relationship. I was speaking on a relationship that I had had earlier in my 20s where I felt like it was a beautiful relationship. It was great. But a part of me was still It felt like I I didn't know myself well enough to even be in a space like that. So the song was about making that decision um, and choosing me and choosing my freedom over a relationship that didn't even, it's not like anything bad was going on or anything like that. It just, I wasn't in a place where I felt that being in a relationship was good for me. Even just who I was when I entered the relationship was different than who I was at the point where I felt that I should end things but that's was the specific instance that the song was about um but yeah in a more general um context the spa- the song is in- about my freedom in general over all my relationships and just in my life in general so yeah
0: awesome and i'm just curious like since since you you're a songwriter like what's your process like do you usually sit down usually like for me it's like a mix and match like i'll have some riffs that i like on the guitar that's my main instrument and i'll always be thinking of like lines or hear someone say something and it jogs like a an inspiration that i like rush to scribble down do you, what's your how do you how does it usually come together for you
1: my songwriting process has actually um evolved over the years when i was when i first started writing around eight i would literally just when i had extra time. I would go into the piano room, turn off the lights and just play until something poured out of me. And interestingly enough, I feel like m- the songs I was writing back then, the the themes were deeper than even the songs I'm writing now. Like, for, it's crazy, like what was coming out. And I think Wait,
0: that's- time time stop for one sec. That just actually clicked. You started writing songs when you were eight years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's always been, its just, it's always been like the cat, the, the space has always been there and you've been accessing it that long. Yes. yes. That's amazing. Well, how beautiful.
1: Easier for me back then, I'll say, because there was no pressure of, I'm trying to be an artist. I want to monetize all, none of that was there. I was just, you know, have you ever seen um, a child just being themselves and you're like, wow, how.
0: Yes. Endless joy. Yes. And wonder to watch them experience the world.
1: Yes, I teach as well. In fact, I had a few students earlier, and like, yeah, children are brilliant. Yes, I mean, brilliant. So, it's also what showed taught me that I was an empath because I used to write songs back then about things that I had no idea I couldn't have ever experienced. I mean, I would write about true love. Like, um, I know I wrote a song called "Prayer to a Blessed Sky" about um, homelessness. I remember driving the car and happened to s- lock eyes with um, a homeless person. And I remember in my spirit, like feeling like I was feeling the situation from his perspective. and
0: At, at that young age.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. then I ended up writing a song about, looking into a homeless person's eyes and kind of from their perspective what the world must feel like because I truly felt like I felt it and I didn't try to write that it just came out that way so that's how I started writing as I went along um of course I I learned more about the world I started intentionally songwriting so um that I ended up starting to collaborate with people, which was a learning curve for me because I used to write alone and I'm very much like, my art, my creativity, like, you know, it's totally. I'm sure you can understand. It's yes, hard. when collaborating, it's like there's definitely a give and take that has to happen, and I had to learn that. Um, learn when to give, when to push, when to pull. It's a real dance, so totally. that, that's how that worked out for my first album. After that album, I kind of wanted to pull back and write kind of write a little bit more on my own first and then present it. The second album, I actually, um, what I did with that one, I started with most of the songs in there, I started with a guitar line. I don't really play guitar very well. So I put down a whatever pretty okay type of guitar line. Just
0: something simple to follow.
1: (laughs) to follow, then sent that to my producer. But when it came to like the lyrics and everything, I definitely um, kind of... Closed myself off and started um, the con- concepts on my own. Then I had um, a collaborator come in and help with the, the details of, you know, maybe don't say that word here, maybe say this instead, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then now I guess I've been experimenting with writing over beats more, which is completely new for me. <laughs> I'm used yeah. to like writing songs from scratch musically, and but um, it's really fun, like getting someone else's beat and then really just being the vocalist on top and creating the story from there so yeah i i i'm open to pretty much always of songwriting and creating i would say my favorite space my favorite of all of those was the way i wrote when i was a kid and that's just that's a space i'm trying to access again i can't say i've ever quite gotten back to that space yet because it's like now when i go and i turn the lights off and play it's like other things distract people come in yeah. like I don't have that same, um, time and space. So I'm learning how to create that for myself again.
0: Um, you know, what's funny. I think that like what you're saying about just the simple act of creating in that way, you know, as a, as a child, very innocently speaking to this wisdom in your heart, like an empathic knowledge and, um, intuition, and now that you're older and you and you were saying like you didn't have language for how could you have known, but you had language to or at least a feeling to express from it. And now that you are older and you're very aware of yourself in the world and, and all the things that go on and how they're connected, saying, I want to get back to that. And you said that earlier in the beginning, like wanting to get back to that childhood sort of wildness. Isn't that so definitive of like the awakening that humans go through when they, when, when they realize like, Hey, this is not, uh, this is not, this can't be it. Mm -hmm. The job, the house, the car, the, what, all the things that you're told, this is what I want. This is how you need to get it. X, Y, Z. And it's, it's all there. And like what you just said, and and maybe, you know, hello freedom speaks to that very much as well. But even in the first song that we talked about, let go, there's beauty in the breakdown. That's the last line of the chorus. That's what it is. Isn't it? Like you're breaking down all the things that you learn. You, you learn all these things, you become an adult. And then once you're an adult quote, you need to break it all down and unlearn it. So you can be the version of yourself that is the most true.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting. I've been doing a lot of reading lately. And um, that's a story. Like, I I noticed that theme in a lot of stories. Like, um, I'm not sure if you read the book, The Alchemist.
0: Yes. Yes, I have.
1: Yeah. We go out in search of all of these riches and ideas of what the life we're supposed to be living. And then at some point realize the magic what i've been searching for all along has been right here Mm. at home home meaning in my soul my spirit back home internally it's all been there all along you know
0: hey there live here if you're listening along and you're thinking about some questions curiosities or topics that you'd love to hear our guests discuss on one of our upcoming episodes of My Gay Playlist, feel free to shoot us an email at mygayplaylist at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, love to hear what you're thinking, and what you'd love some answers on. So, uh, on that note... What songs on your playlist maybe speak to this the magic? Because that was a word that I wrote down when I was thinking about um when I was doing my little playlist detectiveness. What do any songs on this speak to that sort of magic? And it, even if it's in a way that is in relationship to another person or a relationship that you had, is there is there a song on here that that speaks to that magic other than the first two that we've already talked about?
1: yes yes india aries in fact most of india aries songs touch on something like that but the one i specifically put uh was video
0: yeah and dope, uh, dope track i really love this song
1: she was ahead of her time it's it's crazy because now i'm seeing like what she was talking about when she you know was was in that space um it's like now i see all of these women writing about like it she paved the way for this kind of conversation in music, I feel, um, especially just being an African American uh, woman, that's something. As a child, I, I mean, I saw her standing in her power and, and like using her music to spread these themes. Um, so yeah, her her song video is really just saying, "It says I'm not tr- I'm not the average girl for your video. I'm not built like a supermodel, but I learned to love myself unconditionally because I." Nice. And it was just, man, it just makes that because statement. I
0: am a queen,
1: because I am a queen yeah. song that song just makes such a statement. And um, yeah, I actually was able to um meet her and play some of my music for her for real, and, oh, yes, oh my gosh. It what was a-
0: that like? Tell me that story, please. I, my biggest curiosity is I hope that as like, in, uh, as one of your heroes, it sounds like she lived up to that because sometimes it, it that's not the case and it's disappointing, but please tell me that story.
1: Yeah, no, she absolutely did. So I, um, I used to work with Jan Smith. She's an outstanding vocal coach. She's worked with most of the big names that, you know, we hear, um, specifically Usher, Justin Bieber, um, Oh, dope. I, yeah i was very um blessed to be able to work with her and um i'd shown her some of my songs and gotten in the studio with her and um explained to her you know india is my you know one of the people who inspire me to even do this you know and so i remember one day pulling up for just a regular quick vocal lesson session. Um, my mom, I think was driving. Anyway, we pulled up and there was this really weird moment outside where like my sister who's in the car, she like, she like, uh, I forgot what she said, but she exclaimed somehow, she was like, oh my gosh. And then started acting like regular. And i was like, what's happening? Something's going on here, right? So we go inside, we go in, and I we start the lesson like it's normal, and then Jan says, um, "Yeah, I have something. You know, I just want to bring someone in to listen to some of your songs."
0: Like, yeah. Oh my Ooh. gosh!
1: It was like watching a three D. It was almost like it, I, someone pulled her out of the TV screen. It was like she walks on. Water. <laughs> She's so grace graceful. She just she opened the door. Jan opened the door, and sh- I see her just walking down the hall, and I'm like
0: no way <laughs> and, and the angels started you heard like the oh exactly. was the was yeah and just, doves flew out from the walls and yeah. yeah
1: and i mean you you've seen her you can imagine it was, it was she's like,
0: ethereal she's she's yeah she's a goddess
1: so regal so yeah she came in i got over my quick like you know oh my gosh nerves and so you I,
0: played it cool you were able I to like collect cool.
1: Yeah. At first, at first, you know, I had to freak out at first. Like For sure. oh God, you're in the area. And then, you know, we got down to business. I showed her a few of my songs. Um, and she sat, listened, and then gave me some amazing critiques. One of which was um she taught me how to do a run in a way where every note is precise. Ooh. And that's something she said, work on that, work on that. And to this day, that's something that when I perform, that's something that people tell me that they're very um, that that I am very good at is is doing runs and being very precise with with the notes. Like, I'm very good at um, voice control. And that's something she gave me in that moment.
0: What a gift. Oh, my
1: gosh. It was amazing. She gave me a bracelet that she had on her on her arm she just handed it to me she's amazing she's such a. you
0: slept with it under your pillow for like three years (laughs) just like held it close to you no i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) yeah i did i had it near my bed and um, i remember we showed up at a show she had maybe a few months later my sister and i and um, at the end she saw us and pulled us up and was like come backstage after and so i talked to her again that's awesome I haven't talked to her since, but that, I mean, that moment alone, those two moments just shaped everything that I'm doing now. So man, it was just a beautiful moment. I'm just grateful to have experienced that and have met her and have been able to play my music for
0: her. Of course. So the essence of that meeting, um, what did it, like, how did it shape moving forward to see her in the, f- in the flesh, to see this, this, you know, figure that you put so much belief in the power of their music and what they're saying and how they're saying it to have that time with her, but also to, to live on after that time and to continue to make, you know,
1: It just showed me how human she was, which gave me an understanding of, I can do this too. You know, like this person who's sitting right in front of me created this, this these amazing bodies of work. Well, I can too. And you know, it, it definitely helped that she was a black woman, you know, and just empowered and just so sure of herself. And um yeah, it's just not something I see all the time. It was just uh I can't even explain. <laughs> like it's she that that moment shaped so much of what I do now. And I of I, I hope to make her proud. You know, I, I hope that one day maybe she listens to what I have now and and knows like she she planted a lot of those seeds for me, yeah.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, it's something that uh, we definitely talk about a lot on the show. I've been finding people, whether it's about someone's you know queer experience or their other worldly experience being a creative person and choosing to forge ahead in that vein how important it is to have those pillars to to lean against and to to stand with and against when you don't feel like you can really stand on your own because without them you're sort of blowing in the wind and unsure of how to move Um, and it sounds like she she was that and has always been that for you
3: yeah absolutely
0: all i have to say is vibes dara's got some vibes if you guys want to hear all of the songs on dara's gay playlist head over to mygayplaylist.com where you can listen to any episode's particular playlist How many times can I say playlist? I'll do it one more time. We're getting back to the tunes on her playlist coming up right now. Let's, let's move on to some other songs. There's some fun ones on here. I won't spend too much time on this, but I need to tell you that you have youth of the nation from POD on here. You brought you 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 have reinstated the emo dream in my heart, which always will be there because uh, I'm an emo kid. Uh, love this song. Why did you put this on the playlist? It so many things it speaks to. I mean, like post Columbine world, post nine eleven world. I grew up in that era. I think maybe we're close to the same age, so you probably did too. Um, but what is this song doing on your playlist?
1: Yeah, so I I actually heard this song at school, I don't even remember why, but they were playing, um, they were doing morning announcements and played this song behind some sort of, I, I don't remember, it was back in high school, which feels like so long ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it just- It does,
0: it really it, does. Man. <laughs> I,
1: one of those songs that just, it. I can't even tell you why it just hit me. Um, I really like that genre of music. Um, at that time I was listening to a lot of music like that. And, and I was in a bit of like teenage angst sort of period. Oh, sure. so, yeah. Like something about that song just really, really hit me. Like it made me sad, but at the same time, it made me feel like, um, I have a job. So it gave me like, it made me feel sad, but kind of like with purpose, Yeah. Um, the song you know what it's about and um yeah it just made me see that they see the world like okay I like how these people are using this their sound to make these statements like if I didn't listen to the lyrics I would just think oh yeah it's it's a really good song but then listening to the lyrics I'm like they're saying something I love music that sounds yeah. good and they're just saying they're saying something so yeah that song for some reason just stuck just sat with me and and to this day is one of my favorite I mean I love P.O.D. also um their song Alive was really it was a oh, really good
0: for me love that well. song yeah I, I feel so alive something about their the way that they Their production, I just think is, I just love the sound. And you brought me back there. I'm grateful for you because my wife's been like making videos of me playing air drums to this song specifically, like all week, because I've (laughs) just been like geeking out. I'm like, I'm reliving my teenage dreams. Um, But no, what you were saying, I think that it is like a really heavy song, but there's something, the anthemic sound of hearing them say, we are the youth of the nation. And then at the end, they have like, kid doing kids doing gang vocals singing we are the youth of the nation there's something really definitely very powerful about that yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and at the time I was um uh, president of my youth chapter of NAACP and um so yeah it was it was a very like social conscious it made me like really focus on that social consciousness a little more than I was before yeah. totally
0: and yeah. it's
1: just a really good song. Like the way that guitar comes in dun, 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 and like,
0: oh man. <laughs> I mean, we could sit here. No one's going to see it cause they'll just be hearing it, but we could right. sit here and like air guitar drum, the crap out of that song. We won't do that now, but know that it's possible. Okay. So I'm curious about um some of these other songs, like, like maybe relationship oriented um, Paris Tokyo by Lupe Fiasco is on here. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I've never listened to his stuff before. I loved this song. Um, and then there's also like, gotta get through this. Daniel oh. Benningfield. <laughs> Which one of those do you want to chat about? Because both of them I love.
1: I'm gonna talk about. I gotta get through this.
0: <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> talk about a throwback. This one sent me even further. Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: and yeah, this song was like, even even to this day, I won't even say it was. Anytime I feel like okay, there's this thing I just dealt with, maybe like a breakup and it's all I can think of. It's just, it hurts. Like this song will get me in that like, all right, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Feel that feeling, but keep moving. You will get through this. It's just, it's such a like, I gotta get through this. It said like it says what it says and it means that like, and yeah, totally. I, I When I first heard this song, I had just gone through a breakup
0: oh, in, yeah.
1: I was in high school. And I was like, first oh. love
0: was it like first teenage it was, love?
1: It it wasn't first teenage love. Um, it was my first relationship that I had crossed certain intimate boundaries.
0: Got you. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I wouldn't say I first love, but yeah, it was like it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to let like go. So yeah, that song. Even now, like if I if I go through something and I'm like, it, it's just. It's too loud in my head to even do other regular things. I'll throw this song on and it'll get me right. Maybe, maybe I'll have to play it twice or three times, but yeah, it just gets me motivated to to know like, okay, it's hard now, but you know, this too shall pass. You will get through this and yeah. you will come
0: stronger. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love it. that you just said that this too shall pass. That's something that I've just. Been repeating to myself the past week or so, but it's something that my grandma always said to us growing growing up. Like this too shall pass. I love it when we have songs that speak to those moments, and that's so important. I think why music is such a unifier because it it gets us through the things. And it it's like poetry. It, it doesn't it you, if you don't have the words for something, you have that feeling right um, that you can uh, relate to and move with. And it, it does move it, move the feeling through or what, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. In fact, like, I mean, I I say this music is not just entertainment. It's metaphysical music literally shapes. You can shape your subconscious, like the music part of it, like the sounds can put you into a, a state where you're much more suggestible. And then the content you put over that, then is getting programmed into that person's subconscious. So personally, I feel a duty to, you know, give people content that takes them where they are emotionally and helps them to carry themselves through it, you know. And that's what music, I think for me, music like this song does. It's like when you're in in a feeling that can feel overwhelming or sometimes even confusing or just in a space where you're kind of stuck in that feeling music g- really good music will meet you there at that emotion but it won't leave you there it'll help pull you through it's like I've been there before now here let's go here so that's what I that's how music like that affects me and that's what I want to do with my music like help get people out of that little, "Mm -mm," you know, and show them that yes, this too shall pass, which is something my mom always said to me. And I carry that, like, not only in bad times, like this too shall pass, I know it'll be better. But in good times, if I'm also telling myself this too shall pass, helps me to be more grateful and alive and present in that moment, (laughs) because it will pass, things might get bad again, and they'll get good again. So yeah
0: that's 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 a i think that's a really important balance to remember just generally in life if you could give you know your younger self advice or even like yourself i don't know like i could give myself a year ago advice about like how to get through what i was working through you know what i mean like what would it be what would you say
1: yeah i would absolutely tell myself to be more gentle be
0: gentle
1: with my changes be gentle in my confusion In my anger, in my fear, Um, yeah, be gentle with myself. I was very hard on me and hard on the people around me because I just grew up in a space where expectations were high. Um, Siblings, parents, parents went to Harvard. You know, like it was a very high expectation space, and I took that on, and um, it became more. Um, counterproductive than productive because I'm beating up, um, I was beating up on myself so much that I wasn't even making progress at certain points. Um, So yeah, I would say be way more gentle. (laughs) Like Allow yourself to be human and make mistakes and understand those mistakes don't define you. They're not a part of your identity. And um, yeah, like, gentle, gentle. That is the message I would leave myself. I would still tell myself that now. I still have to say that to myself every so often. Be more gentle.
0: I love that. Dara Carter, thank you so much for being on our show. Your heart and passion and fire for life is incredible, and I am so grateful that we got to chat. If you're listening out there and you want to support Dara's work, head to our website at daracarter.com. You'll find links to all of her socials and streaming platforms so you can get yourself free just like her song says. By the way, after the end credits, we're gonna play out with another one of her originals called Re-Up. This show was created by yours truly, Liv Lombardi, that's me, and Courtney Ortel, and co-produced by Virago Artist Management with additional support from Hannah Barnum. Music by yours truly once again, Liv Lombardi. As always, thank you for your ears and your hearts. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Write a review and share with your friends. Until then, be kind to yourself and gentle. I hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time.